This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Dating Doesn't Have to Be So Scary. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. This episode comes out 1030, so I hope you're having a great Halloween week, weekend. Maybe you're listening to this way after Halloween and you're like, okay, Halloween was like so last week. Um, But but happy Halloween to those listening to it on the day it comes out. Yes. And we will have no further mentions of ghouls or goblins. So if it's past Halloween, then just ignore this part. Ignore this part and... uh, and uh you know but send us your halloween pictures we love seeing yeah we love seeing your halloween costumes of our listeners from around the world we love seeing your you know if you you and your friends do like a cool group costume or a couple's costume or just a single lady or single dude costume whatever we like seeing your fun costumes do you know send them to us what is rilo being I don't know. Last week he was a rocket ship and we were <laughs> astronauts and Sammy was an alien because, you know, his room is space themed and I'm just obsessed with space. Um, so I want to do something that he's like passionate about. You know, he loves playing guitar. Yes, he does. So maybe I'll do some kind of like music theme. Like I could dress him up like uh, he could be like little baby Elvis. Little baby Elvis. That could be cute. That could be cute. Sure. <laughs> We'll work on it. Yeah. All right, guys. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. Tinder creates a choose your own adventure series and tips for proposing an open relationship if you want to do that. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who is afraid of being a spinster and another who doesn't know who to swipe on. But first, Angela, just you and I this week. What is going on in your week? Hi. Um. Well, okay, so... By the time this airs, it will have been a while ago. But so my grandma just passed away. Oh, my God. I didn't. I actually didn't know that. I'm really sorry. Yep. Day after my birthday. It was great. Oh, my God. Um, thank you. But so what has been very interesting was going through my grandma's stuff um, and finding old love letters. Wow. Yeah. And reading them, which so my grandma was married a few times. Um, But she never got over her first husband. But he was like a bad person. Mm -hmm. So it really, it was like fascinating to me because I was like, first of all, there have always been fuckboys. There have been fuckboys since the beginning of time. Since the 1920s. Since the 1920s, 1940s. And beyond. I'm sure there were cavemen fuckboys. Absolutely. Or all of them. Yeah, they were definitely, cavemen were definitely not nice boys. Um, But so like reading these letters and her like, Sending him like pictures of herself. Like she was, she would have been like an Instagram influencer if she lived today because she would like take selfies, like old school selfies and then like write notes on the back and send them. And then, well, how did she keep them? Did he give them back to her? So I don't know. Well, I guess they eventually got married. So they all just kind of like somehow ended up up in one place. But so she would like write nice letters to him and he would write back and be like, because he was like stationed in the army and like in like training in New Jersey and he would have to send her passes to visit her but he would like forget to send her passes oh my god and like literally like i showed up and like there was no pass right so the letters were like so sorry honey uh forgot about the pass like it was just like i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god showed up and there was no pass yeah so i was like and fuck boy so he was like not a good person but 
literally like year she was i don't know in her late 80s she spent her whole life being sad about this fuck boy and i was like man did she ever talk what to a, you about what it? a lesson to to make sure you don't let a bad man ruin your life <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it didn't ruin her life but like did she, did she talk to you about this ever she yeah i mean she would kind of always show me pictures and be like look at how handsome he was and my mom would be like he was a dick <laughs> was this your mom's dad yes yeah. Wow, and, and that's even your mom saying, like, yeah, my well, dad my was a dick to you, mom. Well, it's always easy for, like, kind of, I guess, the third party to see it. But the when you're the one everything. in the relationship, you're, like, you got the love. You're blinded by the love goggles. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. And she just kind of let it, like, like, the advice that we always give, which is, like, get a hobby. Go out with your friends. Whatever. Like, she kind of didn't do that and devoted her life to being sad about it. I mean, it was a different time when your life was very much more defined by, like, who you were married to and who you were with. Um, but I was like, wow. Profound. Do your parents have any love letters? They don't. But I did find my great uncle's love letters, which was my grandma's brother, and those were very sweet Aww. because he had never met his wife before he got like shipped off to the war so but she would send him like she worked with his sister so she he just wanted somebody to write to so they started writing letters and she like sent him a picture of herself lots of sending pictures back and forth and he wrote like i have your picture up in my tent no one can believe a girl as pretty as you would write to an apple head like me which i, was, I like, love i, I love, love the, the expression apple head i love the phrase apple head an apple head like me can we please start using that more <laughs> yes <laughs> and like all of our listeners like ugh you know, little me applehead. What an applehead. Um, and they wound up like they met and then they it worked out. So, you know, that's a long distance story working out. They were married for a long time and like really loved each other. That's so sweet. Um, yeah, it's, it's been like really interesting going through all this old stuff oh the last God. few weeks. I bet. I know my parents have love letters because they oh. had a long distance relationship and they only yeah. for like a year and a half, they wrote like lots of love letters back and forth. And that's always inspired me to write love letters even though I live with my husband, like <laughs> just yesterday, um, you know, I, I, I hate talking about how I've been like sick on the podcast so much, but, but like, I kind of have had, I had my surgery and thought it was all over, but I, anyways, I'm, I'm not recovering as well. And I had to go back to the, the doctors. Um, I have like an, another infection, so I'm back on antibiotics. Anyways, Nick had to stay home with Rilo a couple days this week while oh. I was dealing with medical stuff. And, but we had a date night planned. So I just wrote him a little love letter, like, you know, Hey, Nick, like, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate uh, how much you've been, like, so supportive and, like, taking care of, like, Rilo, even though it's his son it, and, like, that that is his job. And I, <laughs> I, I hate, I hate, I don't want to, like, perpetuate the idea that, like, you know, the man is doing a favor by, like, watching his own son. But, but, but like, even at work when you do really good at your job, you want positive you reinforcement. You want positive <laughs> reinforcement, exactly. So. And, and, like, you know, the reality is, you know, we're lucky we have creative jobs so we can create our own schedule, but... Um, so anyways, I said like, I just, I just really appreciate it. And also you have a cute butt <laughs> and I'm excited for our date night. Love you. And, and I like just found like a cute little card at the gift store. And so I'm all about the love letter. So yes. I, has this inspired you to write any love letters to Ian? It definitely That your future children, if you want to have children or not, like, right. or, 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 or just your friends find <laughs> when you're dead. <laughs> yes. I do. I want people to go through my belongings when I'm dead, for sure. Um, it does make – there is something nice about having, like, a physical piece of paper that you can have as, like, an artifact. Because, like, our initial love letters were through OkCupid. And we both deactivated our accounts. So, like, those are kind of, like, 
lost now. I mean, like, I think eventually I want to try and find a way to to reactivate my account and find them again, like at some point before the wedding and then like print them out. So I have them forever. But uh, yeah, because like we get so used to like all of our pictures and everything are all living on the Internet and you want like a physical thing. Um, But yeah, actually, but then I'm really bad about holding on to those things because when Ian proposed to me, he actually was very smart and wrote out a card and handed it to me because I don't remember anything he actually said oh, in the I moment. Wish did that. But I can't, I don't know where the card is. Oh no, <laughs> which is so bad. But I'm sure if I, I look, you're it's somewhere. Find it. I didn't you're throw gonna, it out. You're gonna find it. But like this is this is what happens. This is the only downside to the actual physical artifact is you lose it if you're like me oh. and scatterbrained. I I think you're gonna find it and. Uh, I'm not worried that that your you know future generations yes you know if, if I don't find it my great great grandchild will will find it yeah so what's going on in your week um so I had uh a, two friends of ours sadly got got divorced Ugh. and downer a week from us I know <laughs> grandma dying in divorce and, welcome to this and, is why you're single and we we stayed friends with both of them but more the guy like you know just over yeah. like social media they like they moved away. And, but recently the woman in the relationship came into town and was like, and I was like, oh my God, like come stop by. And she stopped by with her new boyfriend who, which is like, you know, kind of why their relationship ended. And so he was like over at her house hanging out and he was the nicest person ever. So wait, so she like started seeing this person before her marriage ended? Is that exactly what the uh, timeline? No, I think maybe like right after. Okay. Who knows? But, but, but it's been like since the divorce, she's been with this guy and but we've stayed friends, you know, m- you know, more often with with the her ex husband, and so then she was over here with her boyfriend, who like was like ended up being like a really nice guy, and but the whole time I still felt like a total traitor having him like <laughs> in my home, and I just want to know like, am I a traitor now? <laughs> You're not, but I get that feeling. It depends, I guess, on how close you are with the couple, right? Like with with, like the, with the ex-husband. I mean, like we're more like because they moved away, it's more like social media stuff where I'm like, oh my God, love this. Like, oh, hey, you know, what's going on? So it's not like the kind of relationship where I'd be like, hey, so your ex is coming over and like right. her boy Because I found out the boyfriend was coming like last minute. It wouldn't even be like I would have had to okay it. And I didn't even like okay her coming up. It was just so awkward. Like Are, I don't, is, and nobody I'm guessing, has told us to like pick sides. Right. I'm more, it's more like my own insecurities feeling like I'm obligated to pick sides even though I'm not. And like, you know, I don't need to pick sides. No one has told me to pick sides. It more felt like I felt like a real traitor having like the boyfriend in the house. Do you know, are they on uh, like good terms, her and her ex? I think they're on okay terms, but still it's like. That makes it better. It's like really, it was still like really hard, you know? I've never found myself in this position because I feel like every um, time I have friends that break up, there, it's never like a great breakup <laughs> and there's always like a clear like line in the sand drawn where you have to like pick unfortunately the problem was is they were neighbors of us before they mm. moved away so we met them at the same time normally like the guy is either like friends with nick or right the woman's friends with me it's like very clear it's like well obviously we're gonna pick the person we were friends with first you know and this is the only case I can think of where I've known someone get divorced where we met them at the same time. Like when I've ever had friends get divorced, it was like, well, this is my like girlfriend of like 10 years. So like, okay, bye-bye, bro. Right. You know, like. Right. Like, like I'm not going to be like hanging out with you No, anymore. if I no. see you, on, it'd be like so fucked up for me to hang out with you. You know, I would never do that. But uh, if I see you on the street, I'll be nice. But like, but like, 
Uh, there's a clear allegiance here. But this is a case where it was like total equal allegiance, you know? Mm. So it was awkward. Um, but you don't think I'm a traitor? You don't think I'm a bad person? I, I don't. And now you have like valuable information if one of them ever wrongs you. That you can use. Ooh. You can be like, you know, I met I met the new boyfriend. Oh, I like your cynical side. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. I love BioClarity so much. I shared it with my brother who he's the toughest critic when it comes to skincare, but I sent him a whole packet of stuff. I know that's maybe like a weird brother-sister thing, but I trust it because it's green. It's got good products. My friend that is a product expert looked at the ingredients, told me that she loves it. They have two routines um, and you can choose which one fits your skincare needs. They have the clear skin routine for oily or breakout prone skin or the essentials routine for normal skin and everyday use. Both routines consist of an easy to use three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and is packed full of detoxifying nutrients. The routines also include a super special ingredient found only in BioClarity called Forelux, Floralux, which is made from the chlorophyll from plants. Get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. I love BioClarity because it makes my skin feel good. And even better, these products are actually affordable. And right now for our listeners, you can save 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal. But you need to enter our code SINGLE at checkout. So go to BioClarity.com and get 15% off everything on their website when you use my code SINGLE at checkout. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? So the New York Times is reporting that Tinder has created a show to give its users something to hook up about. This is by Jonah Engel Bromwich. Um, I to think hook up about? It says to hook wow. up. I, it okay. must, oh, I think it means like to, I think they probably mean to talk about. Oh, but then right? you hook up after you And talk. then you hook up because you have to talk first before you hook up. Okay, that know. makes sense. Um, so this, is, this whole story is like strange to me, this concept that they've come up with. So they say... It's hard to find things to discuss with total strangers once you match. So in an effort to solve this, Tinder is creating a scripted choose-your-own-adventure series that will supply its younger users with um, basically like conversation fodder. The goal is to counteract that whole issue of like starting conversations and then letting them die. So I guess they think if like everybody's like engaged in this like choose-your-own-adventure show – they'll have something to keep talking about. So they're kind of trying to be like, back in the day, like everyone and their mom watched Seinfeld. But nowadays there's like so much TV out there that like everyone watches something different. So they're like, hey, have you seen Succession? And they're like, no, not yet. But like, have you seen Fleabag? Oh man, that's like on my list. Oh, well, guess we don't have anything to talk about. So they're hoping that like all their young users watch this Tinder show and then they'll talk about it. But like, I don't know. Like what if you're just like, no, I'm not really into like choose my own adventure. But like, Do you watch Succession? Right. No, I watched this thing. I thought everyone was supposed to watch it so that we can talk about it. Yeah. And like how... It seems like a gimmick to me that Tinder wants to get into like the TV world. And so they're like, we're going to create this TV show and... um, Now talk about it. Now talk about it. It's like... like, (laughs) It it feels like your mom being like, you know, like, I want you to do your homework. And it's like, no, don't tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. It's so like, and how often is like sponsored content like that any good at all? It's, it's going to be dumb. We all know it's going to be dumb. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's uh, called swipe night, swipe night. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. It's four episodes. Each one, um, 
They'll air weekly on the Tinder app. Each episode, users participate um, through, they go through this like apocalyptic scenario and they're prompted to make a series of choices. I mean, that's kind of cool, I guess. Sure. Kind of like, like not escape the room, but like you get to participate, which is cool. So it's like, hey. Yeah, it's like personalized you? to you. All right. Maybe that, um, I don't know. Maybe you'd be into that. There, It's stuff like how to, how do you best DJ a party or like you pick someone's life to save. And then at the end of the show, um, they show all the people, I guess, that were watching. And then you have a chance to ma- like swipe and match with the people. And then you can talk about your results together. Um, I feel like this is... Um, are we just like cynical old ladies, but like all the young people are like, this is so cool. This they do say fun. that th- I th- that this is kind of like geared towards their younger users. They yeah, said that like 18, 18, yeah, 18, right? 25 year olds make up more than 50% of the app. But I kind of feel like this is like an idea that was created by an older person who doesn't understand younger people. That's how it sounds to me. Like they have like no faith in the fact that that young people can like create conversations like they they need yeah i find it i think actually the director's like in her young 20s but like i i don't know i find it like offensive being told that like you know you're not gonna have anything to talk about with somebody it's like cool then they're probably not right for me right how i feel like isn't a, a quicker way to cut to the chase just like put some shit that you like in your profile and then if people like the same shit they can comment on it you know like that's what i think but you know if and if, if any of you listeners end up watching and participating in swipe night let us know yeah definitely let us know because i'll be interested to know how it goes and if you meet anybody that's also watching swipe night and if it helps <laughs> yeah all right well i was also reading the new york times this is an article by malia wolin it's how to propose an open relationship oh. so they interviewed a professor of psychology at the university of michigan who studies sexuality and she has all of these tips on how to bring up an open relationship but the one thing i love angela is that like a lot of her colleagues like hate her because i guess <laughs> a lot of other psychologists like don't support open relationships and they're very like monogamy focused mm. and so so she's kind of like an outlier which i like uh, so she says, don't bring it up as during an argument, which seems obvious, but you know, some people I could see doing it like, you know, fuck you. Like I'll just, we should just like hook up with other people. Right. Not the way to do it. If you're in a monogamous relationship and want to explore making it non-monogamous, raise the topic gradually. Now I love her tips. These totally make sense. So she doesn't drink actually, but she thinks that it's good to do while you're like a little <laughs> tipsy. Uh-huh. So I love, I love that. She says, start hypothetically. For example, ask your partner to name the most attractive famous people. You could then say, oh my God, that person is so hot. If they propositioned you, I would be totally fine for you to have sex with them. And then <laughs> if your partner looks horrified at the suggestion, it's not going to bode well for an open relationship. But if your partner's like, really? You'd be like, cool if I hooked up with like Ariana Grande. And you're like, yeah, totally. If Ariana Grande wants to hook up with you, go for it. Then like they might be the kind of person that's a little more open to an open relationship. Do you like that advice to have how to I start mean, it? I think it's here's I think th- it's genius. Here's the thing. I just so would not be into that that like I would be the person shutting shutting it down. So this advice is not meant for me. Right. Like maybe okay. it's good advice, but for me, like if Ian was like, Oh my God, like yeah, that that guy's so hot, he should fuck you. <laughs> you, you should fuck them. I'd be like, What? 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't think they say like <laughs> he should fuck or, you. Or like you but... should like if you ever meet that guy, like you should have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe get Angela to talk. No, I, I think this is not for you. This is yeah. Not for it's you. just not for me, and I can I can. Which is what she that. says. Like if your partner looks horrified, like Angela right. would, it's not going to bode well. Uh, once you decide to make your case outright, be explicit about what you want and say it clearly. Listen carefully to what your partner wants. But also, like Angela's saying, if your partner is like looking a little horrified, like like shut it down. <laughs> shut the thing down. And I think like for me, my insecurity would be like oh, you think I should have sex with that person so you don't care if I have sex with that person. I'm interpreting that as you not, like, caring about me. So I, I my advice would be if you have an, a partner that feels that way to make sure to emphasize, like, you know, I I still care about you. Right, right, right. Yes. You know, like. And, and, you know, even if this isn't what you want, um, psychotherapist Esther Perel, who I'm sure a lot of you know, mm-hmm. has found that when monogamous couples discuss just the possibility of non-monogamy, it often increases sexual desire between them. So even if you never do it, she claims that, like, you know, you're kind of asking, like, what would our relationship look like if it changed? And it might, like, heat up things. This is not... I, I do not support this advice. I think that, like, you should really only bring it up if you're serious about it. I think it's, like, kind of messed up to bring it up to, like, think you're going to turn your partner on but not really believe that you want an open relationship. Yeah. Um, uh, this article also suggests maybe taking this negotiation to couples therapy, but they say, like, make sure you choose a provider who's amendable to the notion of open relationships because a lot of them are not. So, I don't know. I think I think the, like, you know, what celebrity do you think is hot, like, you know, like I'd be totally fine if you hook up with them is while you're like having a couple of drinks is like a great, great way to bring it up to, to like test out the waters if this is something that you want to do. So would you be open to it if Nick said that? I don't <laughs> think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like maybe we could be like adventurous, but I'm, I think I'm like way too jealous and, yeah. and like, and because you don't know if it will if it will ruin your relationship. Like yeah, it's you, a gamble. It's a gamble. And like, I am, I will not do anything that will even remotely gamble my relationship with, with my husband. Um, so I don't think I could take the risk. Yeah. I don't like, yeah, I just don't. All right. We are going to jump into our mailbox, but first we're going to take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Third Love. Third Love are incredible bras that take breast size and shape into account to create the perfect fit and a premium feel. They have used data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to create their bras. They also offer more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And I just love Third Love bras. When I was nursing, I had their Third Love nursing bras and you know, I pretty much just stopped wearing my other nursing bras because they were by far my favorite. Yeah. I mean, most women, we wear a bra every single day of our lives. So you might as well find one that you really like and is really comfortable. And that's why I like Third Love because they're super comfortable. Um, And their quiz is fun to take. You get to look at a bunch of like drawings of boobies and pick which one's look like yours yeah even if you think you know your bra size take the quiz because you might be wrong they have the fit finder quiz you just answer a few simple questions and you find your perfect fit in just 60 seconds over 14 million women have taken the quiz to date and it's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete third love pride 
prides themselves on their comfort and quality. They are hands down the most comfortable comfortable bra you'll own. They have straps that won't slip and my favorite tagless labels, which means no itching. Who wants tags? Nobody wants tags. Nobody wants tags. Get your tags out of here. I just end up cutting them off and then I don't know what size the bra was if I need to get a new one. Like get your tags out of here and get me some get me some more tagless bras. Stop trying to make tags happen. Um, they're lightweight. They're super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. They're just the best. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash single to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's third spelled out T-H-I-R-D love.com slash single for 15% off today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Rothy's. Have you heard about this company making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles? Oh, and they're crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. I'm obsessed with my Rothy's shoes. I wore them today. I got this I wore white... my Rothy's today. Really? Yeah. You wore them to my house? I did. I wanted you to just notice them, but you didn't. Um, <laughs> I will pay attention when you put them on. I'm like when, a no-shoe when... household, so I make people take off their shoes. So yeah, that's why she doesn't see them right I now. I didn't see them. Um, I got this white pair, which I usually don't buy white shoes because they get dirty and then they get nasty and you usually can't wash them or they'll get all jacked up. But these, I love. They're white. They're so cute. They're kind of like, not high tops, but like, I don't know, kind of they go up like a little high on my ankle and their sneakers and I wore them with like a fancy dress I wear them with like jeans and dresses I just think they make everything look cooler and then I wash them like once a week and then they get sparkling white again I love that they're made out of recycled plastic water bottles because I care about the environment people it is so empowering knowing that I can just throw them in the washing machine I wore my Rothy's in the rain the other day and they got like a little kind of stained from like you know dirty New York City rainwater New York's nasty but I was like oh my god I didn't ruin my shoes because that's I can just clean them now super easily. It's like amazing. Um, Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish and comfortable. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Uh, they, they're they launching new colors and patterns every few weeks. I have leopard flats, which I'm a big fan of. They sell out constantly. Um, also, Rothy's always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. So there's no risk, no worries, and no reason not to try them. I love it. They've diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. I love that statistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash single. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash single to get your new favorite flats, comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash single today. Angela, what have you been reading in the mailbox this week for us to answer? Okay, so our first email is signed by someone who goes by, I'm afraid to be a spinster. Um, uh-oh. She says, hello, fabulous ladies. This is one of those big ass questions that although I could figure the answer out for myself, I still wonder others' opinions and perspectives about. She says, I am 25, single, two little kitties I never thought I'd have, an all-around busybody. That's kitties with a T, not a D. Yes, I was wondering if she not kitties like as in animal children. or sons. No, or, I think or, I know. think she means kitties. kitties okay, like kittens. K i t t i e. All right. Um, so she says, besides commitments to my family and my closest friends, I also go to the gym on a regular basis and work two jobs. My current goals are to fix my credit, buy a new car, finish my degree eventually, and move cross country to San Diego. I live an hour north of Kansas City, Missouri, and 
right now and it blows. <laughs> I love it because I have so much family there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being as busy as I am, I don't mind being single. However, I still get offers for dates slash relationships and dabble here and there on Bumble and Hinge. I guess I'm just worried. Am I too busy that I might miss the love of my life? Or do you think this is my time for me and then I'll find someone after I reach my dreams? Oh my God. You have your life. You have have like the perfect order of shit you're only 25 and you've got two kittens and your goals are to number one fix your credit like you are miles ahead of half of my friends that like have secret debt that they're scared to tell their boyfriends about now and they're like mid-30s um then it's to buy a new car great you you deserve it finish your degree and then you want to move like you have the sickest plan and like why would you you're in Kansas City you don't plan to be there because you've got this incredible plan and like and the order of the plan is like all great like everything's great you're not like I'm gonna buy a car and then fix my credit once I'm in like more debt no you want to fix your credit and then get a new car finish your degree and then you want to move like focus on you continue to focus on you you're 25 you're freaking fine and 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 then like, wait till you're in San Diego because that's going to, like, less complicate things. Otherwise, like, you kind of don't want to meet someone in Kansas City because, like, then maybe... They're going to hold you back. They're going to hold you back. You might really like them and and then they might not want to move. And then, like, a part of your dream and your awesome plan won't come to fruition. Like, focus on you. Continue to wait till you get to San Diego. And once you're at that step, then you can take dating more seriously. But, like, you are miles ahead of so many people that I know like like I applaud you yeah a a million percent I obviously agree with everything that you said I think everybody has their own set of priorities and you're you're very clear on what your priorities are right now so why like force dating in there if it's not something that like organically naturally you feel like you want to like stop and make time for it. Like what you're doing is very healthy and fine. So just like wait till you're ready. I have a feeling it's probably people in our life asking. Right. Probably they're like pressuring her and they're probably this idea of like you being a spinster. That's like, that's society. That's other people. You're 25 years old. Now is the time when you should be focusing on these other things, honestly, because like whatever you can, you can change at any point in your life, but it's so much easier to do it when you're 25. For sure. Make big changes. What else we got in the mailbox? Um, okay, this one's from Amy. Amy says, hi, Angela and Laura. I love your podcast. Thank you both for doing what you do. Thank you for listening. Uh, yep. Um, the question I have is about who I should swipe on. I'm, third, I'm a 32-year-old woman that has decided to date again after taking time off to work on me and my last relationship. Oh, after my last relationship, I'm on Match. I love these women focusing on themselves. I know. Hell yeah. Um, I'm on Match, Tinder, and Bumble. It's only been a couple of weeks, and I don't expect to have found anyone yet. However, I find myself swiping left more often than not because most guys put off put off putting photos or no bios, or they are very, very into fitness, and those photos are nice to look at, but they seem very unattainable. I'm sure I'm swiping left on perfectly nice guys I would like in real life, but because it's online, it's hard to tell by a photo and short bio. Is there any advice you would have for a better online dating experience and a potential good match? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, ladies. Number one, I would say it's okay to be picky. Like, you should continue to be picky if you're not feeling it. But yes, you know, sometimes people make bad choices with their photos. So maybe for somebody that you're, like, kind of on the border of, maybe start start swiping right on a few more of those 
And then you can test it out in the conversation. And if you're still not feeling things and they're, you know, they seem, they, they, they still seem like not your type. Once you start the conversation, then, then like quickly end it, but maybe open up your, your pool a little more. It sounds like maybe you have like a very narrow field of, and, and you're just, you know, left, 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 which is totally fine. Cause like I said, you're allowed to be picky, but if you're thinking maybe you're not having enough matches and you're not starting enough conversations, then just open that up just a little wider to people that you're on the fence about where you're like, Oh, left, right, left. And said, do left, right, left, right. Actually let's go. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So I definitely like, I identify with this. I feel like I did sort of a similar thing where I was like very picky on dating apps and I did a lot of left swiping. So my advice to you would be that when you do find someone that you like, because that's rarer for you and I, um, be proactive about pursuing that person because that's like, I was always left swiping and ignoring messages because I just like didn't like people based on different factors that I saw in their profiles. So when I came across Ian, my fiance, um, on OkCupid, I was like, wow, I really like this person. And it's not often that like somebody checks all my boxes. So I'm going to make the first move and message them so that like I don't miss out on this opportunity. So yeah, when you're drawing from a smaller pool, you might just have to be a little more proactive with that pool. But I I would say, you know, don't definitely don't like right swipe on somebody that you're absolutely like about. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is dating doesn't have to be so scary. Yeah, there's a tendency to overthink things and think the worst and think, dare, you know, dating is scary and you can kind of get to a point where you're losing the fun. So we've come up with a list of some things that have gone on in our heads that we've been scared about in the past when it comes to dating and then we have the answers to them. So one of mine is, you know, what if I can't get out of a bad date and I've lost like two hours of my life? And so then I might be like, oh, should I go on the date? Should I not? Like, what if it's awkward? I don't know how to get out of it. And like, and I might, you know, scared myself into just not going on the date at all. Make up an excuse and freaking leave the date. Just leave yeah. the date or have a friend text you and like come up with an excuse and like, whatever, you never have to see this person again. Right. You don't have to worry about being rude because you're, yeah. There's no connection to them. Um, what if he's a... Don't be rude. Just leave. I mean, just but leave. like you don't have to worry. You can just be like, oh, something came up and leave. Like, don't worry about like yeah. the social implications of it. Um, what if he's a serial killer is one that people bring up a lot when it comes to online dating. You would think like now that online dating is uh, more of a common thing that's like less of a fear, but people still use it as an excuse to not go on online dates. So here's what you can do. You can meet in a public place. You do a Google search. Um, go out with people who have a common friend, maybe because a lot like, of apps tell you if you have common friends, you right? Know? I mean, you just have to hope your friends that you haven't got your friends uh, don't have a serial killer in common with you, right? Another thing: what if they're not as funny in person? You might think like, oh, our banter is so good. I know Angela, you always had the wittiest text. Did you ever worry that somebody was not going to be as funny in person? I'm more so worried that I wasn't going to be as funny in person. Well, you are. You are. And you know what? If they're not as funny, the answer is, oh, well, don't go out with them again. Maybe you don't have the same. Maybe you have really good text banter and you don't have the chemistry in person. Oh, well, you're never going to find out if you don't meet them in person. And and yeah, you can also be scared about them not thinking you're as funny. But you can't control how other people think about you. So 
So you got to let it go. Exactly. Um, what if I get ghosted? This is, I feel like something like we, we've had cognitive behavioral therapists on a lot and they deal a lot with like people that think in worst case scenario, like I'm not going to take the first step of going on a date because what if something terrible happens after that where I get ghosted? So you have to be like, okay, yeah, that might happen. Uh, but they, you'll be fine if that happens. Like mm -hmm. you will move on, you will be fine. And you know, you might take the risk and they might be your person. You might wind up getting married. Yeah. You might get ghosted. That might happen. Oh, well. Uh, what if they cheat on me? Uh, fuck them. Like, they might cheat on you. You can't control other people is a lot of the advice in this. Mm -hmm. You just have to, to give it a shot and put your best self forward and people are going to do what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and finally, what if I never meet someone? People like being afraid of winding up like a spinster, like our listener. You know what? You will find someone. You can't know for sure when. Um, either way, just have fun dating because eventually you will get stuck with someone like Laura and I, and we don't get to have fun dating anymore. No, you and know? you know, you really will not meet someone. The only guarantee you won't meet someone is if you're not dating. Absolutely. Um, but but that is to say, if you're not ready, like a lot of our uh, the people that wrote in this week spent some time focusing on themselves and we could not be more for that. Take some time to focus on yourself. Maybe if you are really working yourself up and you are scared, that could also be a sign that you that you kind of need to take a break and just spend some time, you know, doing things that you like, working on your credit, working on that car, you know, getting getting out to San Diego. And then and then when you truly are in a place, maybe all of these things that you've worked yourself up about and have been scared about won't seem so scary and they'll kind of disappear yep and on that note it is time for our reason of the week breakdown we aren't gonna lie some dates actually are kind of scary so be glad this isn't you we are going to do a dramatic reading of some actual scary dates we found online thanks to some help from the insider self and reddit and a bunch of other places we're going to read, we're going to do dramatic readings of some scary stuff. All right, I'll go All first. Right. I literally had a guy lean in to kiss me and shit his pants. What? He was like, it feels really warm in my underwear for some reason. And then I could smell what seemed to be a baby diaper. He ran to the bathroom and said he'd be free balling the rest of the night. What? <laughs> scary. Very scary. Okay, um... Yeah, try and top that one, guys. Okay, next scary story. I had a guy come over and he was attractive, so we had sex and then went to sleep. I had to wake this kid up at noon and be like, okay, I have to get ready for work. You need to leave. So he started to get dressed and couldn't find one sock. He accused me of stealing it. He searched through all of my drawers and dumped out my dirty clothing hamper looking for it. I ended up finding it weeks later in my sock drawer. Dra I always... My Long Island accent comes out I with the word it. drawer. Drawer, not draw. Uh, I kind of think he planted it there, but I'm not sure why. So he finally starts to leave and his car got towed because he parked exactly where I told him not to. Looking back now, I would have told him tough shit, got him an Uber and went to work. But I took him to the car tow place so he get, could get it back. And of course, he doesn't have his wallet. So I had to pay for it and sign for it because he doesn't have an ID on him. But the car tow place doesn't take cards. So we had to go find an ATM to get cash. Scary. Wow. Next up. We went back to his place, presumably for sex, and the pillowcases were stained with blood. The place was filled with empty beer cans, four 
I kid you, not four rusty, hair-filled razors in the shower. All were his. He lived alone. The sink was coated in hair and toothpaste. I was so disturbed. Then he told me he had a suspended license and a kid he never met. And I hightailed it home. Scary. Scary. Oh my God. These are very Halloween appropriate because yikes. Um... Okay, next one. After I ordered my coffee, he'd immediately asked if I'd watch a quick video on his laptop while I waited. It was a 12-minute long video about his MLM, multi-level marketing vacation club, that he that was totally not a pyramid scheme, quote-unquote. Scary. Last one. He just seemed not all there. While we were at the bar, he kept asking me to explain what some of the words I was using meant. He refused to take off his coat and awkwardly started swearing. He would ask me to come back to his place each time I finished a sip of my drink. The next day, I told him I wasn't interested in seeing him anymore. Then he asked me for a refund of the drink I offered to pay for, but he insisted on buying yeah. They're free. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, see, I mean, like, those are the rare cases, though, guys. You don't need to be scared. Exactly. Uh, those are ones that are that that are just a few examples on the Internet. Let's hope they don't happen to you. And if they do, you have a great story to tell. Exactly. <laughs> we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For full list of sponsors in the code, check out and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and Laura Lane on Twitter. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Bye, 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 bye. This is why you're single. Bye, 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 bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>